Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Soul of America Radio wishes to advise you that Totally Taboo discusses topics and subjects that may be considered offensive or disturbing to some listeners. If you are easily offended or carry certain beliefs, spiritual or otherwise, that prohibit you from participating or partaking in discussions of a sensitive nature, this segment may not be suitable for you. Also, parental discretion is advised. Welcome to another broadcast night on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Tonight's broadcast is the controversial, talked about, much whispered about segment entitled Totally Taboo. Comments made on tonight's broadcast are not necessarily the views of Blog Talk Radio, the Soul of America Radio, or its host. And now, without any further ado, allow me to introduce the host, T and T. Depression, 
loneliness and or in some cases suicide. So we want to talk about uh, that issue that we don't usually talk about. I'm, I'm wondering if my, my brother Tony, Tony, are, are you on tonight? I wouldn't miss it for the world, man. What's up? Doc, we 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 are excited. I'm I'm excited about uh, addressing this by popular demand by uh, so many folks. Actually, I had a young lady uh, confront me on what they call out here in the big area. It's called the Bart Train system. <laughs> and I was on the I was on the Bart, and she says, "You know what? Um, I listened to y'all the other night, and I would really like." She suffers from. Uh, a chronic diagnosed condition of depression. But, uh, you know, these, these times of year, um, looking around and looking at folks happy and cheerful really gets her down. So it was something that I wanted to pose uh, to America to uh, try to chime in and let us all get a better understanding of uh, what actually is it that we're dealing with. Uh, wow. Because we Right, right. You don't have to be uh, diagnosed uh, right. medically with this condition. Um, there, there are those of us that feel that we got things on straight in life, but all of a sudden it attacks us, uh, in, in particular about this time of year. Now, Tony, I, I understand that you have a couple of clips uh, that we were able to find to help us hear about some situations um, dealing with this problem. Yeah, man, what I did was, it, it ain't rocket science. All I did was I went out on YouTube. You know, you can find anything on YouTube. I just kind of poked around at some young folk. Now, the majority of these people were just posting videos. I put, I put up three. They were posting videos just expressing their thoughts about the holiday season, preferably Christmas. And I'm going to kick it off right now and let everybody get a taste of it. And it's going to kind of give an introduction uh, to our show again, but that's cool. I'm kicking it off right now. I love Christmas, you know? I love it. But then it's like, fuck Christmas. You know what I'm saying? Because my thing is, you know, everybody forget about the real significant value of Christmas, you know, which is celebrating Jesus Christ's birthday. Everybody is under so much stress this time of year. They want everybody to be happy. They want everybody to be perfect. And they want everybody to share in the joy that they're for some reason feeling this time of year. Well, you know what? When you're under that much pressure to feel happy, perfect, and joyful, it makes everything bad happening to you seem 80 times worse. Usually, you're supposed to get really happy around Christmas time, but I find myself doing the opposite. Around Christmas time, I always get sad for some reason. I don't know, just like the music playing on the radio, going by houses that are all lit up and special and weird. I don't know, it's just like, sad, I don't know. Our Christmas time, we wait all year for it when we're kids. But some people don't have that happy glow about them for Christmas. For some people, it's a sad, lonely, depressing time. Some people have even taken their lives at Christmas. It's a dark, taboo-style thing that people don't even talk about. Well, tonight... Your heroes, the dynamic duo, the bad boys of Soar, Tony and Took, dive into the world of Christmas holiday depression. Call in and speak to them about it and share your experience at 
323-784-9638. Thank you. And like I was saying, man, I just randomly went out on the Internet and no counter system, you know, I just stuck Christmas depression in the topic for YouTube, and that's what I got. And these are young folk, too. Man, these folk, I, they didn't look a day over 16. And it was kind of funny the cat used the curse word and then came right back and said, you know, it's for Jesus. But but these were young people, too, man. And, and, and let me just share this with you, man. I'm going to share this with America. I hadn't really talked about this much. Um... Christmas, to me personally, I'm I'm just going to jump out here first of all and say that uh, to me personally, I must confess that I have had this this kind of situation with me too. Uh, to me, here's my analysis of it, and I could be wrong. Um, just like the young man said, you know, with Christmas, man, uh, you are hyped up. It's like people pull a gun out and say, get happy, darn it. And this is the time of year, man, they just go out pretty much spin, 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 like like Tiki likes to say, spend your power bill money. And I think that eventually throughout the season I realized after I had Christmas after Christmas after Christmas, after I got over the thing about Santa, (laughs) um, I realized, too, man, that Christmas was actually 24 hours. I wasn't looking at it for the Savior's birth at the time, going back to when I was seriously into a dark depression. I looked at it as 24 hours. So the hype started way back when when I was growing up around December 1st, right after Thanksgiving. That's when they started. But as I got older, man, it built back way before Thanksgiving, and now pretty much at the beginning of November, people start putting up decorations. So to me, man, I guess what eventually started depressing me about it was the commercialization of it all. You know, we got a mall here in Birmingham that's uh, the gallery is the southeast, one of the south's largest malls. Man, let me tell you, they start putting up Christmas decorations the day after Halloween. If in fact, right. Halloween, uh, uh, the, the morning after, it's decked out, man, tree the whole nine. You don't see right. a turkey. You don't see none of that stuff. Thanksgiving just gets screwed over. So I think to me, man, when I realized that this whole season was hype, commercialization, selling stuff, it just sucked me into a depression, man. And so I just, I just bought into it, man. And it wasn't until, you know, I got into my kids' idea of Christmas that I was able to relive it. So that's my personal experience. Man, you got anything that you feel that you dealt with personally with it, too? I, I hear you on the uh, commercialization front of it, and I'm, I'm glad you touched on that because, uh, you know, I, I have my personal issues from, you know, that economic viability standpoint for those of us who can't, you know, uh, reach the mark, you know, for Christmas and not be able to put too many or even a gift under the tree, um, you know, so that that's that's a part of it. The other half is is a depression that that 
you know, that America may suffer with or have do suffer with is, is what I went through. And, and I found myself, I didn't even notice, man. I, I rewind the tape, and we all do because we all have memories and look back in our mind. And, and one thing, of, you know, about, uh, you know, we had a single-parent family, and, and it was my mama, and, you know, we didn't have a father in the home. Uh, but she made sure that we stuck together. And one thing that we uh, look forward to every year for Christmas was that on uh, Christmas Eve, she made us uh, sit in front of, well, one thing we, we look forward to is we knew it wasn't going to be no dinner on Christmas Eve. She'd allow us to eat chocolate chip cookies and, and milk and uh, wait on Santa. But, you know, that probably explains some of my weight issues, but that's another issue. But uh, on top of that, um, she'd make us sit together as a family in front of the TV, and we'd watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and uh, we, we, we'd watch uh, uh, Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown, and uh, my favorite, Frosty the Snowman, no matter how many times you played it over, I was praying he wouldn't melt. <laughs> but... Uh, Every every time she made us stick together and watch that, I found myself as I became an adult, um, and 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 my mama passed uh, 12 years ago at the early age of of, of 44, and um, you know now that I'm here in my 40s, um, one thing that depresses me is uh, seeing commercials. Uh, of the mm. upcoming plane of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer yeah. or oh, Charlie Brown because I oh. look around and I sit and I'm here bathed in, in loneliness and I look and I say, as much as I complained as a child mm. that I didn't want to sit here and force me to look at this because, you know, I'm 12 years old, I'm too grown to be watching this, I would. there's nothing I would give more right now than for my mama to make me sit down with my two sisters and watch Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown. Man, you know what? And and something about I'm gonna mention this too since you brought it up, man. Wow, man, Charlie Brown. I hope I'm not on mute. No, I'm not muted. Uh, I I'll go back. I'll go back to uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Oh, okay, yeah. Chris over here playing on the other phone, and he. Oh, okay, low battery. Okay, man, let me tell you. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was one of the ones we used to watch when I was a kid. Go get the other phone, man. I'm sorry, I'm talking to uh, announcer Chris. <laughs> uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Now, man, look at this. When I used to watch that, man, I'm going to be honest with you. I know uh, it's going to be some folk out there. You know, I know you're supposed to be tough and, and, and all, but when I watched how bad they treated Rudolph, too. Yes, sir. Let me tell you something, man. The dude had a red nose. He talked funny. He was kind of square geeky when geeky wasn't cool. Uh, yeah. He couldn't. And, and then listen to the words. They wouldn't let him play in the reindeer games. And I'm not. I'm not making a joke. I, I mean seriously. When I saw that movie, man, I was so hurt and depressed because of the things that was going on with Rudolph. Even the ending couldn't cheer me up. Mm. Now listen to this. Since we got that out of the way, let, let, let me just say, combine that now with uh, with, with Frosty the Snowman. No, no, yeah, was that the one where this giant thing was, 
That was the one with Burl Eyes, man. What was that? Was that Frosty the Snowman? Yeah. We talked about Heat Miser? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was with Frosty the Snowman. Burl Eyes uh, played the part. Super yeah, sad, yeah, yeah. man. Super sad, man, because yeah. I think the cat melted and was some monster chased him. But listen right, to this. Right. Now, add that not only to the family uh, factor where I was sitting around with my family all Christmas. Listen to this. I had an uncle, Uncle Turner, who, who, who's, who's passed now, who's going to be with the Lord, I, I guess. Listen to this. Now, his favorite song was Please Come Home for Christmas by Charles Brown. Now, yeah. it's still a classic, okay? But listen to this Listen at this, this verse. Bells will be ringing the glad, glad news. Oh, what a Christmas to have the blues. My baby's gone. Listen to this. I have no friends to mm. give me greetings once again. Now, now we're sitting around, and in, in we, we go to my dad's hometown, North Carolina. They're having fun, man, drinking their favorite beverage, you know, eating chitlins and all the stuff that we ethnic people like to divulge in. And the happiness is contrasted with what I'm hearing here. And I can step into the front room and watch Rudolph. So to me, man, not only was it a combination of what I said earlier, but, man, Christmas sends out some pretty sad signals, man. I mean, that's what we're really saying. And right. I don't know, I would like for any listener out there that would like to share their Christmas experience that they feel kind of brought them down, whether it was a loved one or something, to give us a call at 323-784-9638. We're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, man, we're going to dive into this a little bit more. So we'll be right back after this quick message. Chris, what up? Wow, Taboo is the bomb with Tony and Toot right here on the Soul of America Radio. If you're listening to tonight's show by phone, you can speak to the host by pressing 1. Right now, that will put you in the caller's queue and allow the host to see that you want to speak. If you're listening via Internet and want to call in, dial 323-784-9638, and then you press 1. Otherwise, you can dial that number and listen to the entire show. You're listening to Soar. Chris was right. Talk radio, coast to coast. This is the Soul of America Radio. 323-784-9638. 
happy holidays from everyone at SOAR. The season to be jolly. But how can I be when I have nobody? You take care of doesn't make it better. Knowing that we won't be Now, Tuke, man, if that don't blow your mind, if that don't make you pull out the Kleenex, matter of fact, I just got a text from one of our um, one of our uh, coworkers uh, here, so that says, "Y'all brothers are depressing me." <laughs> well, well, let me say this: it, 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 it's very difficult, and and you know, uh, whoever the, the, the coworker was, please please realize that that actually is is we have to be accountable and um if we are going to cover this very delicate sensitive subject I, I completely understand um there are those who are listening in that actually suffer from this condition and is looking for uh, some sort of advice or some sort of help um and and that that joyous mood or that joyous atmosphere um, um, that we may want to exude at this time because we are an upbeat people and this is an upbeat team. Um, we do need to make sure um, to that we tone it down a little bit and, and compassion for those who are suffering um, from this time because um, in, in a – now, I don't understand it, and that's hopefully we can get some clarity on it tonight, but from what I understand, it's a lot of that joy – and 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 that 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 atmosphere and environment of uh, hilarity that actually depresses people at this time of year um, because they finding that everywhere and then it helps them and they look and hone within their own particular lives and say why is it that my joy where is the void I have a void in my heart of that joy and uh, I mean I have a coworker who is like that that you know whenever uh, and notice anyone laughing or, or having a moments of happiness or joy. Well, what's so funny? It can't possibly be that funny um, because people are feeling left out, not included. Um, and, and this time of year intensifies and turns the heat and, and the volume up on it um, simply because uh, family usually starts to depart and starts to go in their different are selective or are, are, are represented corners and and I heard one of the songs say before I have no friends well this time of year is when folks really uh, put the magnifying glass and pay close attention on who the true friends are in their lives because if they don't have family to turn to and friends have gone to their designated places to visit their family people suffer from uh, major levels of loneliness. 
So um, we do apologize, and for those listeners that are used to um, the upbeat tempo and the uh, upbeat vibe of, of Taboo Talk, um, we, we are still those people. Um, that is still this show, um, but we do have a responsibility to cover the sh- uh, topics uh, that, that most people don't talk about, and tonight is going to be one of them. Well said, yeah, because, you know, with if what can, how can I put this? You can't hide from this stuff, man. Uh, when, when I go into um, into different department stores, I hear this music. Um, uh, uh, when you uh, uh, nowadays, you can hear the music from you if you just sit on your front porch and somebody ride by. Um, right. it, it's just something you can't hide from. And like you said, just sitting down watching TV and just think. We just both shared how just sitting down doing what people are supposed to do. We were children. Where we were supposed to be, we weren't out into in, getting in the car with a person robbing a bank. We we weren't in a stolen car. We were just watching TV, sitting with our family, and 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 the enemy, which I like to call Satan, was able to creep in through our mind and ear gate, just right. normal television. And right. in a way, I feel like we might be exposing some things uh, which need to be exposed. And with that in mind. There are people that don't agree with the fact, with, with people saying that this is the most depressing season and that that most oh. people um, commit. In fact, according to a depression fact sheet um, and the new NYU's Langone Medical Center, some people suffering from depression during the holiday season actually receive more support than normal from family right. and friends, according to this report, which they say is not true from African-Americans, because guess what? They say we tend not to be vocal about depression. Hmm. And are one of the two groups least likely to seek help. So, yeah, man, we need to speak out. We need to, we need to come out from under these shells, man. This show exposes. And so another thing, um, there are people that actually, uh, let me see, I'm looking across some stuff I printed out today. Uh, well, that's interesting. I'm going to go back to that. We as, as African Americans, too, tend, it says, tend not to be vocal about their right. depression. And I'm going to zero in and say it's probably us men. What do you think? Yeah, it's, 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 it's us as a people, but particularly us men, because now we're talking about, you know, as a whole, um, us African-American men and our levels of machismo or bravado or, uh, you know, the, the, the desire to exude our masculinity. Um, and I got to get a dictionary now. Go ahead. <laughs> but laying, laying on some couch, uh, on some leather couch, and, 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 you know, that's how we see it, laying on some couch and some fool talking to you for $400 an hour uh, definitely uh, demonstrates oh, yeah. the weakness. Right. So, you know, and that's the battle that we have fought, not only just men, but as a people, but most definitely men. Now, I, I pose this question to you, Tony, and to <laughs> all the listeners out there on Soul of America Radio. How many men... Uh, listening right now, uh, and you can call in and chime in if you, once again, are brave enough to do so or confess so, how many of us would uh, share with our brothers while sitting down having a beer that you've seen a psychiatrist on Monday? Wow. 
or that you you were diagnosed with a condition and you need to take you know uh, small even small milligrams of Prozac every week. How many right. of us would share that that right. we're having you know what I'm saying? Because as black men. And right. we're not going to solve it on this 60-minute show because we've been man. dealing with it for thousands of years. The, the, the issue here is that uh, we, we have a, 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 a mission, and it seems a twisted commitment mm. through generations to not show our feelings. Right, right. Period. So, you know, a man is going to keep things that is eating him up, and, and, you know, that's a lot of reason why we deal with stress, and most of us die from heart attacks because right. we've been keeping stuff in for 50 years, and then we fall over, and the women last, you know, end up living longer because they say what's on their mind. So, you know, us men, we're going to hold things in. It's going to eat you up from the inside, and it starts to eventually get to your organs, and that's how that happens. But we are taught at a young age, don't you know what I'm saying? Hey, you want to see a black man's life 101, all you have to do is open up the handbook and see that first tear that comes down that young man's eye in front of his father. What does his father say? A don't man cry. don't cry. That's there right. you go. Men right don't up. cry, baby. That's right. Men don't cry. Men don't cry. So that's the early stages. Of, of of how we end up where we are right now. And then, uh, you know, a lot of us are walking around with undiagnosed depression, most definitely. You know, um, just looking at, you know, the life of the average African-American male. You know, I mean, hey, it, you know, it, I mean, it, and I say they, but nonetheless, um, the system that's in place um, has us in a high percentage of either death or in jail. Right. You know, and you listening to, you know, a former gang member. So a former gang member who thought living to 30 was old, who right. even, you know, didn't desire to get to 30 years old. 30 years old, oh, my God. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Man. That's so security, right? So, you know, <laughs> at that time, there was a mentality that we grew up with, and we most definitely don't share our feelings because that's a sign of weakness. Right. You know, and, right. and that's, that's, that's what twisted we are. Now, with the man bringing that home and then coming in the household, claiming and, and, and exuding the head of household, the rest of the house learned that. Right. That's true. Yeah. And, so, you know, and then it falls over with, and, and you know, I'm going to go ahead and share that because I want to help somebody is that, you know, that, that was the main thing that, that tormented my family in my household growing up is that, and this goes with a lot of black families throughout the country, we never really learned how to tell each other we love each other. Right. That's true, man. We got a call on 404 I'm going to get to. I want to give four things out. Now, I won't call us to call in and, and add to this. And after I read this, we're going to go to 404. If you're holding 404, don't go nowhere. I'm going to get to you. Consider this. Now, these are some holiday depression stressors. So be on the lookout for this kind of stuff. Separation or divorce can leave people celebrating Christmas and the holiday season alone. you got a family. you got a support system. All of a sudden, separation or divorce happens, boom, and that's especially hard on, on the kids. Number two, people who have lost loved ones are especially mindful of that loss around Christmas. And, you know, I've, 
uh, a dear friend of mine passed uh, yesterday uh, uh, that uh, is from Selma that, that had cancer, that had a long fight, passed yesterday. And uh, so uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure her family will remember this uh, next Christmas. Also, the activities of the holidays, and I got this information from mayoclinic.com, the, the activities of the holidays can place a significant burden on already full schedules. Because there's so much hustle and bustle when you're at work, man, they got the office party, then you got the rip and run and the traffic, and it's a stress, man. Also, the last one and the most important one, in my opinion, the cost involved with the holidays can place a significant burden on already tight budgets. And I'm going to tell you, unless you tiki, you got a tight budget. 404, you're with us on SOAR. Talk to us. Well, good evening, everyone. Uh, my name is Dee Olivia. I'm uh, I'm actually from Selma, Alabama, as well. Woo-hoo. I actually <laughs> woo woo woo. <laughs> Welcome to the show, our fellow Selmian. Now, now, Took is uh, uh, east and west. I think he's fancy. I think he's California and New York. Is that right, Took? California and Baltimore, Maryland. Okay, well oh. we good old Selma. Okay. What you got on your mind? You said, D- oh, D. Olivia, yeah. How you doing? Yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I uh, I actually connected with you on Facebook. I guess it was yesterday. Yeah. And um, and I mean this this is just such a personal subject for me because of my own journey, uh, in over the past couple of years with what I call uh, my own state of mental and emotional health. I have uh, I've decided to to dedicate a great part of my of my life on this subject, particularly in the African American community, because this is just taboo. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to hear about it. And and really, it's not it's it's a part of part of it is about the holidays. It is about the story that we tell ourselves and the things that we repeat in our heads that that uh, we buy into that create these emotions of what we call depression. So um, it's, it's a, it, I think if we go just a little bit deeper into this subject of mental and emotional health, that is where I believe we need to start. And I think, uh, is it Tukey or Took? Which one is it? Oh, I, oh I heard, you know what? I heard someone. It's Took, but you have permission to call me Tukey. <laughs> <laughs> that I have been told to be true 
I had to discover for myself were not true. Right. And and I mean, I'm talking about all type of religious doctrine. I'm talking mm-hmm. about uh, my family uh, beliefs, mm-hmm. the things that my family has told me, right. uh, the things that uh, the, the the differences that I had within my um, within my family. Just those kind. Of, I had to stop and really take a look at what I believe. Mm. And once I started to ask. God, the most high creator of all, whatever name you want to call it, just mm-hmm. to help me truth. That was when my mind started to become free from the things, mm-hmm. from the, the shackles that have had me mentally enslaved. All right. And once my mind became, started to become free, like uh, Bob Marley said, um, you know, you, you have to free your mind first. That's right. just one of the big liberations is to free your mind of thoughts that are not your own. A lot of us walk around believing things that are not even our own thoughts. So right. we have to get to a place where within our minds we have to say, really, is the, what is Thanksgiving Day? This is the fourth Thursday of the thing that we call November. Mm. And being that I work in an industry that requires me to work 365 days a year, mm. I can work any day. I don't know the difference between Christmas or Tuesday, December the 18th. They're all the same to me. And it's it's truly one of the biggest blessings because I realize that there really is no one second that is more precious than the next. It's all in the way that you process. And just making a simple shift like that in your mind to say, what is really so special about this one particular day? that mm-hmm. I am putting all this pressure on myself, I'm going out uh, doing all these different activities, I'm going out spending all this money, I'm I'm getting all upset because I'm divorced now and my husband's not here and I'm not able to go and be with his family. You're putting all this pressure on yourself simply right. because of a, of a thought. That's all it is, just a thought. And, you know, so, the, the funny okay. thing about it is, and uh, this is for all the people out there that are saying, well, it's about Jesus, and it is. But let me let me say this. Um, actually, it's not about Jesus when you look at it from the world's perspective. It's about commercialization. And I'm about to say something. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. I'm going to be like you, Olivia. I'm going to respect the Olivia. I'm going to respect it. But it's so taboo that we can't talk about it on taboo. But out of respect, <laughs> we use that quote out of respect. But why... <laughs> Okay, no, I'm not going to go there. But there is a lie out there mm. that we are allowed to do, mm-hmm. and we protect that lie under the uh, under the demands of respect. Mm-hmm. But we look at our kids and say, you better not tell a lie. And mm-hmm. that bothers me. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to go there. I promised I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. the thing about it is, is I think that eventually – we as a people, uh, I think that eventually contributes some to what we're talking about tonight. And I, I, I'm not going to go any further with that, but w- w- without getting into it, would you agree that that, I think you already have, but would you agree that that might contribute? That is, any time that you're dealing with anything that is not a self-determined, self-explored truth, and that's anything. I don't care what you want to, you can call it whatever. If you have not discovered on your own, in your own search, in your own quest, 
you mm-hmm. will know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. It did not say that you will be told the truth. Right. You must discover for self right. what is true. This right. subject that you're talking about that is so taboo that we can't talk about it on taboo was something that I started questioning about six years old. It just didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. It didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. It just didn't. You know, and I'm sitting here, you know, mind you, at five years old, I was gazing at myself in the mirror trying to understand. I was literally asking the question, mm-hmm. who am I? I wanted to know. I knew it was much more to me than that person I saw gazing back in the mirror. So I was not one to be duped early on in life. Right. So I was I was I was asking those really deep spiritual questions very early on in life. So when I started hearing things that didn't make sense, I would just right. sit there and look at them. I would I would question and I would ask, and people would give me answers, and it never made sense. Right. It just never made sense. So I think it's clear across the board if we just go deep within ourselves and ask our creator, to help us to know the truth. And mm. clear question, why is it that I feel so hurt and so sad because it's what we call Thanksgiving Day? And even if we just back up and look at what Thanksgiving Day and the meaning we have been taught, the, the untruths about that in and of itself, there's so many untruths associated with that holiday in and of itself that it's just, we don't even want to get into all of that. But you're getting what? worked up over something that is built on a bunch of untruths. Mm. Wow. And, and look here. Hang on to that. I'm going to – I'm. do you have anywhere to go? Olivia, do you have anywhere to go? I'm right, right here now. with you, dude. Can you hold on a minute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Here's what I want you to do. Hold on, and I'm going to bring another caller in with us. Uh, right after the break, and we're gonna uh, we're gonna continue this discussion. So hang on, don't go nowhere. Don't even think about it. We'll be right back. <laughs> to the show by phone and want to make a comment, press 1 to speak to the host. Otherwise, you can call in if you're listening on the internet at 323-784-9638 and then you can press 1 if you want to speak to the host. And now, back to the show. Classic Christmas Soul on SOAR. Bells will be ringing the glad, glad news. 
to and you're working toward that goal, the happiest moments are working toward it, and the saddest moments are going down the other side. Man, going up there, I was so happy because I was going to see my cousins, my friends, my my aunties, my my grandma coming back. Man, I was depressed because I ain't had nothing left but a couple of days to school. Right. Now, how depressing was that to a seven-year-old, eight-year-old? <laughs> right. Right. They give you two weeks off and suck them back up. Right. So I think a lot of it has to do with the family structure and then generally the way the society treats us. Would you agree with that? It was that for me? It, anyone, you, you can take it because I, I think you can yeah. hold a minute. No. <laughs> Olivia, you take it. <laughs> that was well, my last I, time I, saying that now. That's it no more for me. I can't I ain't comfortable with Tuki. I can go you with Tuka all day. Okay, but go ahead, go ahead. I'll go with Tuka. You are not allowed to mention Tuki <laughs> for the rest of the show. <laughs> Check this out. There's a there's a uh, a, a disorder called 
and this is a real disorder. It's called seasonal affective disorder, or SAD. And it says that it plays a major role in the depression during the holiday season. And let me give you a definition of SAD, seasonal affective disorder. It is a form of depression that is closely related to the winter season and therefore seems to increase in frequency around the holidays. However, it's important to note that the condition is triggered by the short, dark, cold days of winter, not the actual holidays. So like you said a little bit, distancing ourselves away from the, this, the holiday, Man, when they start cutting the the, the, the the daylight hours out, I got depressed when I was a kid. Man, you mean to tell me it's going to get dark earlier? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I know I know a couple of people who are actually affected by that, and um, and it really, yeah. I mean, it, it it's a real phenomenon. It's to see how differently the whole attitudes change and, and they have to have certain lights in the house so that they can get whatever it is that they're missing from the sun just to, to kind of feel better. Um, right. But, yeah, I, I think all of that, I think all of it kind of plays into the whole thing of the holiday blues, if you will. Well, I don't think you need to have, be diagnosed with that because I, I think I didn't have that for a while. I've been thinking I'm a bear my whole life. Because, uh, you know, I'm doing the hibernation during the winter time, and and when this time changes, when it gets dark, that means close your eyes. So, uh, yeah, every time you know, I, my head hit the pillow, I'm out. So uh, I look forward to the winter time because during the rest of the year I'm still running here and there, and there's so much daylight I don't get much rest. But during this time of the season, uh, I'm enjoying all this hibernation that can take place, and I can see how you can get depressed when folks bothering you when you want to rest. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean that's the other side of it. But Olivia, I, I just wanted to touch on. You were so right, and Tony, you talked about, uh, you know, you talked about the lie that 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 we've grown with and we continue to perpetuate, um, but we don't really talk about. But I, I was, I just looked, I wanted to look at it from the back end because I remember when my dad exposed the lie mm-hmm. and what torment he got from the family for sharing the truth. Oh yeah, yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> You know, it's it's a twisted, yeah. ingrown, you know, mentality right. um, that we constantly fight against. But you know, this this whole thing of depression um, um, that we dealing with, we we gotta address the face value of the issue as well. We did a great job tonight talking about the ingrown issues and and the deep rooted issues. Um, but you know, it's often the face value that those definitely with diagnosed conditions, we are a visual creature. And once we see things and we see all this happiness, as you said, Tony, we start the countdown and we start seeing the day after Halloween, oh, my God, here it comes, and I'm about to go into shutdown mode. You know, um, so it, it, it's that sort of thing that we need to keep those people um, in our prayers, and we need to continue to reach out to those folks um, because not everybody uh, are on the same uh, capacity level um, as some of us are, and some of us uh, may even walk around with these built-in joker smiles 
Um, but when they go in the house and close their doors, they're going into a deep, dark place. And, and we need to make sure we keep in touch with those who we know may be showing signs of such uh, chemical imbalances. Wow, we got 510 back. Man, you got rescued, didn't you? You back, man? Yeah, man, I got cut off a while for some reason. <laughs> hey, man, I'm telling anyway, you, it's my, another my. way the man keep us down, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, anyway, what's on your mind? What, what, what's on your mind, maybe before they cut you off again? <laughs> um, <laughs> I was saying that sometimes, uh, if more men or more brothers would uh, participate in, in conversations like this, mm-hmm. we would raise better men too. Yes, you sir. know, um, sometimes when I was growing up and um, my father passed, I was told, "Don't cry." Well, right. You know, although I had feelings for this man, don't cry, don't show that. Right. That's weak. Man right. up. I'm a right. oh, I'm a child at, thir- at mm. thirteen. Mm-hmm. Right. I expect me stand up. I don't know nothing about being no man. Right. But as I grew older, I, I tended to, I got into a variety of things that were negative to mask my feelings. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I didn't know how to express how I felt. Right. Or how I'm feeling. Right. The only feeling I could identify was good and bad. Uh, you know, I couldn't sit down in a, a conversation and tell you, man, um, I thought what you said was kind of hurtful mm-hmm. without feeling soft. Right. Yes. But, That's you know, right. man, being a man takes more than just beating on your chest. That's real, that man. That's real. Verbalize oh. how you feel it. Right. Not yes. just good and bad, but you have to express yourself. Right. Yes. And it's sometimes uh, <clears throat> it's tough. It's tough because of your, my upbringing. Yes. You know? Right. Right. And I, I wonder if it came out from a result of slavery. I, I'm wondering. I, I can't. I know I, everything don't go back to that, man. But I mean, that is so prevalent, man. Especially now. I'm going out on a limb because I don't have any statistics to back this up. But it seems like among black men, like like this uh, Mayo Clinic said that we just like you said, we, we 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 can't discuss that, man. It, it, if you get hurt, I remember we was playing football in my in my neighborhood, and the two guys got together and said, "Well, when when Tony get the ball, I'm gonna hit him high. You hit him low. We're gonna try to send him to the hospital." And it hit me so hard, man. I had to been about twelve, and it it hurt. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it hurt. And my mom was on the porch, and she, y'all hit my baby like that, blah blah blah. But I got up and I started walking home because I knew something was wrong, but I couldn't cry. You see what I'm saying? The norm, my body saying, hey, man, you need to start getting sad because something's wrong. But I walked to the house and fell in the door and cried like a baby man because it hurt. But I couldn't let the fella see me cry. Are you kidding? I could have had a broken leg or a broken arm, but you cannot cry. You're so right, man. You're so right. And and that's one of our first tips, because you know we got some that's going we're gonna pass on as positive. One of the first tips I pulled up on the Mayo Clinic to help deal with the holiday stress is just right. You write on the money five five one zero. Acknowledge your feelings, and it talks yeah. about that if someone close to you died or you can't be with a loved one or whatever the situation is, you got to realize first of all that it's normal to feel that way. You you got to deal with the fact. That is normal to be sad. 
Uh, I don't know your. Uh, I don't know if you've got a Christ background, but Christ was sad. He he. It said in that he fell on his face with with sadness in the Garden of Gethsemane. Uh, it's yeah. okay to take time to cry. It's okay to express your feelings. You can't force yourself to be happy just because it's the holiday season, and that's one that's of right. our first things that that uh, uh, we're gonna deal with. Uh, and uh, hold on just a minute. We're going to take a quick break, 501 and Olivia. Hold on. We're going to come back, and uh, we're going to get into this a little bit more. You got you got a minute, 510? Can you hang on, 510? We done lost them again? No, I'm here. Oh, okay. Hang on. We're going to finish it after the break. And Olivia, you hang tough, too, okay? Yes, I will. We'll need you to set Tukey when we come back, all right? <laughs> Monday night, 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time, you get to join Jr. Tiki, and Gwen with another episode of In the Ladies' Room. Join the three divas of SOAR as they get into situations and topics that are going to blow your mind. Coming up this Monday, 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time, we need you to be in the ladies' room on the Soul of America Radio. Christmas sounds. Tell them, Chris. You're listening to Soar. Merry Christmas, baby. You should be treating me nice. Singing this, but I, I'm gonna have to play just a few more minutes. Should it treat me nice? Give me a diamond ring for Christmas. Now I'm living in paradise. Well, I'm feeling mighty Got good music on my wrist. Now, man, that, that that actually don't depress me as sad as it is. It make me want to go back to my, my well, I ain't even talking about that. Okay. We're back. We are back that? at SOA. What you said, too? Did you hear that? What, what he said on that? You you were so wrapped up in the song. That was deep. He said, uh, get me a diamond ring for Christmas, and I'll be in paradise. Oh yeah, uh, give me a, give me a, all the time. Yeah, now I'm living in. I like the part where he get to that he says, "But I'm all lit up like a Christmas tree." He <laughs> 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 lit up like a Christmas tree. You know, when I was a little boy, I thought he meant literally lit up. <laughs> you know? Right, right. 
Then I got older. I said, oh. Oh. <laughs> he was drunk. Yeah, light bulb, light bulb. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, and and uh, one more thing, another thing uh, uh, we're gonna give out is reach out. Uh, one of the things is to reach out to people, which is another thing that was alluded to. If you feel lonely or isolated, or, or uh, you know, seek out you know the community, religious or social or spiritual, and you can find support, companionship. Uh, I think there are uh, certain churches you could probably locate in the, in the phone book that uh, volunteer. Uh, helping people get through this period, uh, uh, either if it's a seasonal affective disorder or uh, they've got groups that meet. Uh, you probably can uh, find that in your, uh, uh, I, I don't mean to sound this way, but you can call a mental health center, and I'm sure they could uh, help you locate a group. There are people that volunteer their time, and you can lift your spirits without Jack Daniels, I think. <laughs> Yes, sir. Most definitely. I, I do believe. <laughs> so can anybody else pitch in it? What, what else do you think we could do? Because we've been talking, like Tuke said, we didn't focus on the negative. We didn't focus on the sad. We didn't listen to Please Come On for Christmas. What do the lonely do for Christmas? We didn't listen to Prince. You weren't on, Olivia, when we were listening to Last Night I Spent Another Lonely Christmas. So what, what, what any, any of you can share it. Light on the fact. What what do you do to cheer yourself up when you feel this coming on? Five one zero. You go first, and we're gonna let. Well, Libby, you go first. Well, you first, you go, I, what do well, you do I to cheer yourself? myself by positive people. people. You do what who, now? Uh, we're going through some of the things that I was going through. Okay. You know, when we sat out and we uh, decided to form a men's group and to discuss our feelings and how to express our feelings, also. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, but you have to seek, and he's still fine. Right. So, right. so you're saying that you got together with some. So, in other words, y'all really had to admit to each other that right. you had this thing within you, right? Right. Well, we all had the same. We all had problems in that area, yes, sir. Right. Right. So you yeah. did the first thing. The first step we said was acknowledge. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and that's that that that's good. Acknowledging your feelings, and then y'all got together. Do y'all still meet? Oh, most definitely. Wow. And you'd be surprised. You know, the toughest of guys can break down and cry in a group. And it's right. Okay. The toughest of guys will break down and cry. Thank you. Right, because the issue is you got in a room in a circle of brothers that have been waiting their whole life for that experience, a room yes, that says it's okay to share my true fit. And, and I ain't even got to be a fly on the wall to know it may have taken a while to open up, but after the first one of y'all did it, it was like a domino chain. Wow. Oh, my God. Niagara Falls. Yes, sir. See, you know, because we we all looking for that arena or for that opportunity or Mm -hmm. that form that will um, allow us to truly release and let go years of stress that has been uh, embedded in us because we've kept things bottled up. And I'm sure in that meeting you've got stories from childhood. That that oh that brother is bringing out. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm sure of it. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's that's a great, Greg. That is that is a great opportunity. And and when we go off the air, 
I want to uh, get some information from you about that group that I want to share on a future show because uh, there are other brothers that are listening in right now, and I want them to continue to tune in so that we can get that information to them and be of help to them because we all suffer from that, brother. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, well, we got we got a good strong men's perspective, but Olivia, from your perspective as a female, what now? Now, now women, y'all can cry together, y'all can dance together, y'all can go in the bathroom together. Well, I look like walking in the bathroom with two, but y'all can well, do that. So, what do you suggest uh, for people that might be listening? What what has worked for you, or, or what would you suggest? Uh, what has worked for you? Five hundred one five one zero has meetings and support groups, but do you have something that you do to help you cope? I, I've been on this journey. Mine started 20-some-odd years ago, and it literally started with the fact that I just got sick and tired of being sick and tired. I, I was hurting. I, I was At the time I was married, had an amazing husband, beautiful husband, and I sat there. I'll never forget one night sitting there stuck on stupid looking at him like, I don't even know what to do with you. I don't, I don't even know how to love you. And I knew that something was off off course for me. So 20-some-odd years ago, when I first started to look at myself and understand that it was something, that was when I chose to, to really start diving into it. If it's just, a, if it's just a, a typical person, and I see it every day. I see it a lot where I work. I can spot a woman. Within 10 minutes of having a conversation with her, I can usually tell a woman who is susceptible to that type of, you know, those types of dark places going into them because there's, there's just an absence of joy. There's an absence of, of happiness. And, and, and when I say joy, I mean when you just feel good and content for no reason. You, right. There's no man there. It's mm-hmm. no big, fat paycheck. It's no children. It's, it's just because. And you can feel that happiness and that contentment. Uh, so, for you have to know, you really have to be able to do a self-analysis, go within yourself, and know that you're not being true to yourself. That you're living, you, you know, you're putting the smiles on, you're putting the fake lashes on, and all the weaves in your hair and all that stuff, but you're still not being true to who you really are. And and furthermore, how you really feel about who you are. Right. But you just have to get real. You know, that's what it took for me. I just had to get real and said, "Girlfriend, you got some issues. Now, what is it? And what what's the what is the root cause of it?" And uh, you know, I know it sounds a little deep, but it, it it was just no easy fix for me to get to the place to say I really need help, and that's what I had to do. I had to say I needed help, and then to find. I guess to find that place of peace within myself to know that it was okay to go and, and sit on somebody's sofa. Mm, You're not crazy. Right. It doesn't have right. to be a psychiatrist. It can be a counselor. Right. And nowadays they use, you know, softer words like a life coach. Um, mm, yeah. and talk, you know, help you talk through your life situations and your feelings. And yeah. a lot of times, even the one that I use right now has a doctorate in psychology. So, she can help me to figure out what my goals are, but then at the same time, she can also help me to understand what are those stumbling blocks, those emotional and mental stumbling blocks that are keeping me from achieving my goals. 
Olivia, you talked about stumbling blocks. I'm glad you said that. One of the, one of the biggest stumbling blocks uh, that we deal with and, and kind of leads to depression, and especially this time of year, is that uh, we often um, uh, go into doldrums because we want to spend our time with certain people who don't necessarily care to spend their time with us. And we True. find ourselves surrounded by people who truly love you, and you're pushing them away because they aren't the people that you want love from. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's, that, that's it's kind of deep, but nonetheless, that's an angle that, that a lot of folks are finding themselves unnecessarily depressed at mm, this right. time of year. Because there are there we're surrounding you and we wanna show you some love. We're inviting you to these parties. We're we're reaching out, we're knocking on your door and you inside but you just ain't answering. Because it's mm-hmm. not the person who you want to be knocking. Um, have you experienced some of that? Oh boy, have I ever. I can't <laughs> tell you how many years of that. <laughs> oh I, that you know, that is that is truly Speaking from my own experience, that was one of the the red flags that let me know that I did not love myself because I I did not even recognize love when it was right there, had put a wedding band on my finger, had promised God that he was going to be there by my side to speak and then and demonstrate it. I still did not know what to do with it because I had so so many issues within myself. So I don't care how, like like uh, I've written a couple of times where I say it's, it's absolutely no way that a person can love you if you don't have that, if you don't have love, true self-love. It's no way. It's no way. So, uh, under, and that's why I said when you, when you love yourself, you have joy. You have contentment. And those are the things that uh, you have to just be real about. You have to get real. And, and and my goal and my focus is with black women and getting us to just get real about how we feel about ourselves and, and understanding that we're fine just as we are. We don't, you know, okay, the lashes and all this other nails and all that other stuff, that's cool. That's a nice additive. Mm. But if all of that stuff were to go away and you mm-hmm. would just be no mascara, no lipstick, no nothing. You can walk out of the house and feel really good about who you are and sashay your little stuff on down the street and know you are still all of that. Hmm. So you know, what I, you I, just I, said, I, I could give the benediction and we could close the church and walk out. That is so true. You know, that's a whole other show. Uh, that is so true. You, hmm. you go, you're right. I, I wish you would repeat it, but they can go to the archives, but that is so true. Yes, yes. It is, and, that's, and the thing about it is that will take care of all of, a whole lot of other issues uh, that we say are the depression over the holidays or we say that it's, you know, women not being happy because they don't have, It's all of that other stuff is Band-Aid. That's, that's just mm-hmm. surfacey stuff. But we don't like getting to the root. We like to be superficial. And let's mm-hmm. just say, well, girl, okay. you know, if I go and get this ring on my finger and I get a man and I get a house and I get the children, I'm going to be happy. No. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. No, right. you're not. Because if you can't be, I asked God back in 2004 to strip me naked. 
to take away everything. And I literally went and moved in with a friend of mine in a 12 by 13 bedroom and stayed there for five years. Mm. And I gave away, I gave away, I gave away, and I got down to absolutely nothing. And now, that was when I asked God to let me know who am I now. Mm-hmm. And then you start, and then I was able to start building back up again, which is where I am now. I am actually in my my season of rebirth. I feel like a little kid. I feel I literally feel like a a kid about to graduate from high school who's about to step back into life again. Wow. Uh, now, Olivia, you said something deep right there. I, I want you to. Before we had to go back to the archives, I want you to help some of the brothers out that's suffering this time of year. You said that the woman think you need the house, you need the car, you need the husband, and here we go, you need the ring, and then you'll be happy. Now, this time of year is why this brother got Crescent Jewelers and K's and all them other accounts looking for me because I done <laughs> ran in stores, getting rings, trying to buy somebody love in the past. Mm. Uh, Look out. Look out. Right. So, well, once again, once again, and Greg, I think we both was went together trying to get matching ones. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yes, sir. I, I'm feeling you, bro. I, 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 I was happy to hear this. Just matter of fact, that it wasn't happiness; it was joy. Because I'm gonna still have it when we hang up on this phone. I want you to repeat that for the sister in that's missing the point. Because um, there's a whole lot of brothers out there that think they can buy your love, and I'm trying to prevent future depression for you. That, you know, when you put a brother in that position and say, if you truly love me, a ring will prove it. Now, the twisted mentality behind that is once that man go get that ring, he feel he owns you. Yeah, wow, is that, is, is, is that, you think that, you agree with that? Only with that, that when you allow that man to put that ring on their finger that most men feel like that that's it, you mind? Because there you pushed me to that. Any time I, I believe, any there's an exchange of energy like that, and, and, and the thing about it, what, what uh, I think a lot of people fail to realize, this thing that we call love in our society is nothing but uh, a, ro- a romantic dance of manipulation. The woman right. does these little things over here to pull the strings to get what she wants, and, and she makes the threats about, well, if you don't do this by this date or blah, 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 I want a ring. And Okay, so the man says, okay, well, if you want a ring and I have to spend my money to get the ring, now I'm going to expect for you to do certain things for me. And so here is this game of this mm-hmm. dance of manipulation, and it goes back and forth. And, and neither one, in most cases, in most relationships, um, neither one is really true to self about what it is that they absolutely really want. Right. They're not true. Right. So the lady may, you know, and a part of that truth is that sometimes we just don't even know. She may think that she really wants to get married and get the ring and get the house and get the car. And we go back to that thing, that, that point that I made back early in the conversation about truth. Truth to me is the answer to everything. 
Mm-hmm. You have to know who you are. You have to really take time to explore who you are and what works for you. What works for you may be a man who travels um, east coast to west coast that you see five days out of the month. That may work perfectly well for you. Where's she at? But because mama and them and girlfriend and them are saying, girl, why you let him, you know he got to be and he just... Now all of a sudden you're having issues with what really fits for you. So you're trying to make someone fit into a mold that is not even your own. Uh, it's 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 there's a lot of complexities I, I find in relationships, but my thing you have to be true to you, you have to know your truth, you have to take time to know what's you know, what your truth is and then you have to live it. I am I'm like I said, I took the time to do that and to understand clearly I, I choose to let my male partner be free. Baby, what, be free. Love allows you to be free. Now, that does not mean that you can run out here and do any and everything you want. There, there will be boundaries here. Right. But I really want you to be free so that you can be your absolute best without yeah, having can. to worry so much about living up to my expectations. Right. And and when you have that, that dance that's reciprocal where the man is not trying so hard to control you, he's not trying so hard to make you bow down and, quote, submit to him. You know, he, a woman will submit to a man without a man having to make her, make her do it. She'll willingly do it. Right. But when a man has to put so much energy in trying to make a woman do it, that's when you have manipulation to me. So if he just focuses on what it is that his wife needs or his woman needs, offer that to her, give it to her, he won't have any problems generally with the woman. Wow, and, you know, and that beats the theory I had in college, Olivia. My my theory in college, you know, in college you, you tend to date, you know, and you date different women uh, in college. Not all, not all guys, you know, but I, I was one in college I dated, and so what I did was, Around Christmas time, and I don't know uh, uh, how my how my good brothers uh, Greg and Tuka are gonna feel about this, but what I would do is uh, I, I might I might call up uh, Jane and I said, "Well, Jane, it's you know it's it's right before Christmas." I call up Jane and said, "She'll say, well, how you feel today?'" I said, "What you say?" She said, right. "How you feel today?" I said, I don't, "I don't have to take this mess from you." Boom! Right. Slam the phone down, <laughs> and I stood mad to December twenty sixth. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Now, now, oh, now, now, I'm not, I'm not doing that. But there are some brothers out there. Uh, I think Tom Jonah called it. Uh, he said you, you are giving away the player a uh, 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 code when, when you when you talk about that kind of stuff. But nonetheless, there are some people out there that handle it that way. And and I said it in a joking manner, but that is so true. And we are just about out of time. So what I want to do is I'm going to read. We've got some other things I want to share because Olivia, Greg Mann, and Toot, y'all have nailed it. Um, but on the MailClinic.com, they also say that you should set aside differences and be realistic. Realistic means that your holiday don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have the perfect tree, the perfect family greeting, the perfect uh, ritual, uh, the, the perfect dinner. You don't have to have the, the perfect house, or if the adult children can't come home, find new ways to celebrate. You know, if you've got adult children, that means you're married, run around the house naked, uh, share pictures, emails, videos, whatever you can do as a married couple. 
uh, is fine, and, and other couples can find other things to do. Also, set aside differences. Try to accept family members and friends as they are. Uh, don't expect people to live up to your expectations. Uh, set aside grievances for another time. Stick to a budget. Before you go out gift shopping, uh, you know, we got a place here, Olivia, called Alabama Power in Alabama. And um, if you spend your, I think somebody said if you, if you spend your Alabama Power money, uh, what is it? If you if you go out on Black Friday and spend your Alabama Power money, you're going to have a Black Monday. <laughs> but stick to a budget. Try you know try alternatives. Donate to a charity. Uh, give homemade gifts. Also plan ahead. Set aside specific days for shopping, uh, banking. And for the sake of time, I'm going to run through them. Learn to say no. Uh, if you, somebody asks you to do something that you can't participate in, a project, say no. Abandon. Uh, don't abandon healthy habits. But, you know, people, it's the holidays, man. I'm going to eat them chickens. I'm going to eat them ribs. I'm going to eat the German chocolate cake, the potato pie. Do not do that, okay? Uh, it says uh, have a healthy snack before the holiday party so you won't overeat. Also, take a breather. Find some time for yourself. Spending 15 minutes alone from the distractions. Take a walk. I used to do that. Take a walk. Listen to some soothing music. And here's the last one that Greg and Tuke and, and Olivia, I'm sure that some people are going to find a little eerie. But it's okay to seek professional help. It's nothing wrong. Uh, a lot of people like to stigmatize you when you say that word, the P word, professional help. But there is nothing wrong. Uh, with, with seeking professional help, finding yourself, if you find yourself uh, feeling persistently sad or anxious, uh, uh, physical complaints, you can't sleep, irritable, hopeless, unable to face routine stuff, go ahead and, and uh, talk to a doctor about it. There's nothing wrong with that at all. And uh, I want to thank Olivia and I want to thank Greg for coming out on the show. And I'm going to have to turn it now to Took to give us the Tookism before we get up out of here. Took, what's our Tookism for tonight? Our Tookism for tonight is uh, we we what good to and what quick to profess that God is the head of our lives. Is he really? It, have you truly turned over your life to God? We're just not talking about blessing over your food or acknowledging him publicly upon winning an accommodation or an award, but is God truly leading your life? If if God was truly leading your life, you'd know that he's a great provider. So in this time of commercialism, you, you know where your blessings comes from. If, if God is truly the head of your life, we worry not about those things that are lost. Loved ones that have moved on are not lost. Nothing can be lost when you know where to find it. He promises us that uh, we need to learn to not say goodbye, but until we meet again. I heard him say, let not your heart be troubled. Remember that God is greater than your hurt. Remember that angels fly because they take themselves lightly. Oh, wow, man, I got to get the Kleenex, man. That was deep, man, as as always, man. I really appreciate that uh that word right there, man. And with that, man, I'm going to tell you, it's been another great show, too. I enjoyed it. Olivia, uh, Greg, man, y'all write our number down, 323-784-9638. We got to have y'all on next week. 
this coming, let me see, today is Tuesday, so Thursday, I believe Dr. Bo will be back in the, in the chair giving out some great advice. He's a great brother that's got a lot of wisdom, and he's going to be joined with J.R. and, uh, did I say J.R. again? J.R. and Tiki. And then, of course, Monday uh, will be the Diva Show in the ladies' room. And then next Thursday, too, next Tuesday, too, it's going to be me and you, man. All right. All right, y'all. Remember, peace and love, and I want y'all to keep soaring. And this we a very special Christmas for me. Christmas.